0: And today is also Purim Cotton, and I wanted to try to combine the two events, Purim Cotton, and something that's fascinating in this week's parsha. We know in Miklav Esther, after the Gezerah was Nigzer, LaHashmed L'arugel Abed is Kala Yehudim all of the Jews on one day were supposed to be killed. And word got out to all the Jews and of course the Jews got very upset, very nervous. And even in the palace of Ahasuerus where Esther was already the queen, she was very concerned about the fate of her brethren. And she sends a message to Mardachai through Hatach. Hatach, as I'll say, is Daniel. She uses Daniel as her go-between to send the message to Mordechai. And she says, What exactly is going down over here? Tell me what's going on. Not that she didn't know about the Gzairah, but she wanted to know the reason for the Gzairah. For the Tell me what the reason is. What is... The purpose of this Xair, what's going on in Shemayim, what's taking place with Kla Yisrael? Mazav the Almazah. And to explain this phrase, Mazav the Almazah, the Gemara, the Medrash rather, in Esther Rabbah, in Paraches, by Stalid, the Medrash says as follows, She says to Atach, Lech Emrloi, go and tell Mordechai. Mi Yisrael In entire Jewish history, Jewish history which is replete with terrible events, calamities befallen Klal Yisrael. This is the worst. There has never been a zera of complete genocide against our people. And then Esther says. Shema kafru beluchais. Perhaps, perhaps, Klal Yisrael were kaifer in the luchais. Maybe they denied the luchais, whatever that means. Maybe they denied the luchais. D'chsev bohu concerning the luchais in this week's parsha and parsha's kisisa. It says about the luchais mizah umizah hem k'suvim. Meaning that the Lushan of Esther, Mazev Y those words Mazav Y is related to the words Mizel, Mizahim Mxudhan, and Parsh Kisisa. So maybe they were Kaifer in the Luchais on which it says Mizel, Mizaim Ksudhan. Maybe that's what happened with Baal Yisrael. maybe that's why they were Chayatalia. So we have to understand what's going on over here. What is the Majors talking about? What does that mean to be Kaifer Beluchais? What does that mean that Esther was cheshesh about Khal Yisrael that they were Kaifer Beluchais? What does it mean to be Kaifer in the Luchais? And what is this Mizel mizayim Ksuvim? If they're Kaifer in the Luchais, say something about Beluchais. What are you telling me this pasuk about Mizel, mizayim Ksuvim? So what does this mean? When the Torah in this week's parasha says Mizel Mizayim Subim, the entire proselyt reads as follows. It's in Parak Lamed Be'ez, proselyt Tesvav. this is after Chal Yisrael began to be worshipping in the Egel Azov, And Moshe Rabbeinu was coming down to bring the Luches to Chal Yisrael. And the Rabbeinu Shalom is furious about the fact that Chal Yisrael is worshipping in Egel Azov, And Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to plead with Rav Yisroh, just give me a little time, give me a chance to see what's going on, and I'll try to, to fix the problem. And Meir Rabbeinu comes down with the luchais. luchais The luchais the luchais of testimony, were in Meir Rabbeinu's hands. Suvim Avraham. Mizel, Which means that there was a miracle when it came to the Luchais. Luchais were not just ordinary tablets on which was etched, as you know, in every shul in the world there's the Luchais and it's etched. and etc. That's true it was, but there was a unique, miraculous event that took place when it came to the Luchais, and that it wasn't Mizeo mizeim suvim. Which means that the luchais were bored through. It was not just merely that it was an etched tablet and you were, when you saw the etching, it was sort of stone. You were able to see right through. It cut right through. Which means that you were able to see if somebody was standing on the other side of the luach or the luchais, I'd be able to see him because I could see right through. That's an amazing thing, that, in, in its own right. And Chazal tell us that not only was it etched through but if you would look on the other side of the Luchais, it wouldn't be backwards letters as you would normally expect it to be, but it would be written straight. It wasn't written on Aleph Nun Chaf Yud. It was written Yud Nun, Yud Chaf Nun Aleph. But the Aleph was the straight Aleph and the Nun was a straight Nun. It was just, the letters were reversed, but it was straight, which is another miracle. But perhaps the greatest of the miracles of this fact that it was straight through is what the Gemara and Shabbos and of Kovdalit says, Rav says that men the An amazing miracle. Think about it for a second. If let's say you would take a scissor, and let's say you had a piece of paper, and for argument's sake the luchas were a piece of paper, and you would cut an aleph out of the piece of paper, so that would be fine. You could, you know, push through the, the letter that you cut, and now you have an aleph. You have a base, also the base is able to be a, 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 you know, standalone letter, and you would be able to have a letter which is bored through, the cut through the entire paper, and it could stay. There's two letters in the Aleph Bays that that would not happen. It wouldn't work. If you would cut through a Mem, not a middle Mem, but an end of Mem, the letter, the Mem Sofit, right, that you have at the end of a word, try cutting that out with a scissor and a piece of paper. Think about it. What would happen? The entire outline you cut, and the whole thing will be pushed through. It would just look like pretty much a big square you wouldn't be able to recognize it as an end of mem because it wouldn't have that little piece in the middle. The center part of the mem would not be there. So basically you would just have one box. And a samach, the same thing. If you cut out with a scissor a samach, it would just look like a big circle, but it wouldn't look like a, a samach because in order to make a samach, you need the middle piece to stay in there. And it can stay in there because it's completely cut out. So there's nothing that's holding it anymore to the paper. But when it came to the Luchais, the Luchais, the Mem and the Samach of the says with Christa, was B'nei There was, the Mem was cut out, the end Mem, and the Samachs were cut out, but in order to maintain the appearance of the Mem and the Samach, that middle, little piece in the middle, was dangling and suspended in midair constantly day and night 24-7 in order to maintain the appearance of the mem and the samach the little piece in the middle constantly was floating in midair at all times it was mamish and to in the luchas now and that is learned out, Rashi brings it from this parasha it was cut out through whole the whole way, and it was able to be read and written from both sides, which implies that even the Mem and the Samach were also like that, Mem, the Samach is the What does this miracle teach us? This miracle of the Mem and the Samach, if I were to ask you, tell me what the that HaGovar is, besides for the practical need for that to happen in order for the Luchas to be legible. But what is the purpose? What does it teach us? What's the lesson of the Mem and the Samach? And I believe that the lesson of the Mem and the Samach is teaching you a lesson of Ashkach Pratis. The Rabbein Yisrael, some people, it's easy for them to admit that the created the world because for obvious reasons, the world needs somebody that built it. But some people say, yeah, okay, I'm that the world was built by God. God is the creator of the universe. Many people, Goyim believe that also. A Jew, not only does he believe that the world was created by the Rabbinah but he's mechadish, that the world is constantly being maintained by the Rabbinah Shalom. Something called ashoka pratis, that every single moment in time, everything that's happening, every molecule, every atom, every electron, every tree, every animal, every planet, whatever is happening, is happening because the Rabban Islam is what's called being mahavah the Bria. The Islam is giving new life to the Briya. Every second, were the Rabban Islam to withdraw from the Briya, withdraw from the universe, and say, you know what? I just want to take a little, a minute break. The whole world would collapse. Everything would dissolve. Everything would cease to exist. The only reason why it's existing is because the Rabbi wills it to exist and he's allowing it to exist by breathing new life and energy into everything in the brio. Were the Rabbi Nishram Chalilah to stop doing that at any given second, the whole world would cease to exist. That is called Ashkacha Pradesh. means that after Shpach was always watching us, a lot of people think that Ashkacha Pratis only means that, you know, that, oh, I you know just happened to be, I missed my bus, and had I taken that bus, I got into an accident, that's also Ashkacha Pratis. But what it means to be a Mashkiach Prati means that every single second, without fail, the Rabbi is being Mahava the Bria, nothing happens by accident, nothing happens without his approval, without his supervision, and without him monitoring the situation constantly. Goyim don't believe this, by the way. Goyim believed that the Rabbi Nisholeim created the world, but he set in motion nature, or he created certain Abedazarus, or certain Amtsayim to run the world, but the Rabbi Nisholeim has better things to do than to care about what I do every single day, you know, in my Khadri Hadarim, that's not the God's... You know, why you bring God down to earth? Let God stay up in his world, and he has other messengers, or he, he sort of put the whole world on cruise control, and now he doesn't have to do a thing anymore. A yid believes that that is utterly false, and that is k'fira. A person has to understand that whatever happens in the Bria, it's because the Rabbeinah Shalom is here, watching, observing, running, orchestrating, directing. That's what the Rabbeinah Shalom does, constantly. And I believe that that's the aside of the Mem and the Samach Sheva When you see that little piece in the inside of the Mem and the inside of the Samach that at all, imagine for yourself, let's say there would be a museum in the world that you could actually go and visit the Luchas. Isn't it incredible? Would, it, would there be a, a single non-believer in the world if you're seeing constantly at all times without any smoke and mirrors, that there's a little piece that's constantly defying gravity in the inside of every mem and the inside of every samach, who's keeping it up? Why is this thing floating in air? And you could put your finger around it and you could see that there's nothing, there's no belt, you know, there's nothing, there's no strings attached, there's no magnetic field, it's not a mirage, it's for real. There was a middle piece in the mem and the samach that was always floating, defying gravity, defying all the laws of nature, proving without a Shemetz of Suffolk that there's a Rabbanu Shlame in the world and that the Rabbanu Shlame is constantly running everything. And what people like to call nature is not nature, it's the Rabbanu Shlame. And all the Shlame HaKadoshim say that Hateva is the Gemachir Kim. Elie Kim runs Teva. Teva is not Mother Nature. Teva is not like oh, you know God made Mother Nature. Mother Nature is running the universe. No, the Rebbeinu Shalom is nature. The Rebbeinu Shalom is Mahava nature at any minute, at any moment, and that is something that Yidden believe and that Koyim on the whole do not. And that's the Luchais Eidos. Is there a bigger edus in the world that the Rabbeinu Islam created the world that the Torah is true? That the Rabbeinu is an alikim chayim? That he's alive? That he's well? That he's here? That he's constantly watching over us? The Luchas teach us this. The Luchas gave edus to the fact that the Rabbeinu is in the world. This nase of Mishnei, Raya, Mizel Mizayim Ksuvim, the fact that there was these mem and the samach that was constantly floating teaches us that the Rabbani is constantly controlling everything that's going on around us. He never, ever rests. He's always watching and making sure that the energy of the world exists and persists and always is whole, and that the world is functioning properly. And when it doesn't function properly, that's because he's being manishas. And whatever is happening is because he's he's in full control over everything that's happening. That's interesting. You know, We know that the Svarim, right, that the first time that something appears is very significant. Every time you find a word in the Torah, always look for the first time in the Torah that it appears, and you'll find that'll be X marks the spot. You'll be able to see a tremendous insight from the first time that anything appears. And I was just doing a little test. I just wanted to see where the first place that you find the Mem Sofis is in the Luchais. And I wanted to find where the first place you find the Samach is. And I think it's not a coincidence. The first place that you find the Mem Sofis in the Luchais is where it says, it says, Me Mitzrayim. That Endemem of, of Mitzrayim is the very first Endemem in the Luchas, which teaches us a profound lesson. Because if I'm right, if my hunch is correct, that the mem in the of Shibaluqais is teaching us, the Edus that the Rubani Ishlaam is an Prati, Praty, there's Ashkach prati is constantly on the world. There is no better place to show this than in the end the mem of Asher Sikha Me Eras Mitzvayim. Because the whole point of Itzya Mitsrayim. Was to teach Klal Yisrael, to teach the world that I am in control, says the Rabbi Yishrael. I took you out of Mitzrayim with the Esher Makis, the Al of Israel, with Kriyas Yamshuf, with Isis, with Mysim. I override the laws of Teva. I created a world and I'm able to override all those laws that I created in the world. All of those were clearly visible by Yetzirah Mitzrayim. And that was in fact the purpose of Yetzirah Mitzrayim. This is what the Ramban says. But perhaps even more to the point, the Rush writes this. In the Arches Chayim. Rush, rosh the Arches Chayim. not everybody knows this, but the Rush wrote a Musar Sefer. The Rush wrote a Sefer called Arches Chaim. And it's broken up. It's little pieces. And in certain yeshivas they say, like after davening every day they'll say like it's uh, you know, a few of them or it's broken up by the day and so they'll say maybe a whole day so during El I said to make sure but depending on what the minute was I think in Kalm they used to do this and a lot of yeshivas in Europe I think in certain yeshivas that I went to I remember also they would say it and there was a niggin to be said with it, it's small musr there's, and at the end of the first chapter of Arches Chaim the Rush writes as follows. Well. You have to listen to this very carefully. It's a famous Chaim, it's something you have to know. A person, a yid, must have complete trust in the Rubain Ashualam. Ulahamin Pratis. And he must believe in Ashkacha Pratis that the Rubbain Ashala is constantly monitoring events. Ubazet and once you know, once you believe in Ashkach HaPratis, then and only then will you have a true Yichod. You will be able to really understand the oneness, the uniqueness of the Rabbani Sholem. And to believe, <laughs> that the Rabbani Sholem's eyes are surveying the whole world, the Eina of Al-Khal and observing each and every one of us, Examining what's in our heart at all times. And then he says, like this: Listen to this meridical line of the Rosh. Is this a beautiful part that the Rosh is saying? If you don't believe in if you deny the fact that the rabbinic took you out of Mitzrayim, which is the lesson of Ashkacha Pratius, it's the lesson that God not only created the world, but runs the world personally. With Nisim and flies when he wants to, he shows it. He opens up the curtain of Hester upon him and he's able to show us a complete array a miraculous supernatural events because he's running the world, and we see this clearly at UCS Mitzrayim If you don't believe that, if you're a denier and you say, I don't believe in all those miracles in Mitzrayim yeah, once we, I, I often say a story when we once had a, uh, a lady for whatever reason, I'm not going to go into details, but basically, by my father's Seder table, by my family's table, we once invited a, a woman who was not. Uh, she was not from at all, she was Mechal Shabbos, the I And she came to the table and, you know, for the Seder, for whatever reason, and she, first of all, she kept on going out and smoking during the Seder and she reeked of cigarettes and it was, my father was very upset, my father is, you know, serious person and he likes his Seder just so, he has a starched kittel and everything has to be just perfect and uh, this was not perfect. And then, I thought that was the worst, but then, you know, but I was geared up for a nice, a nice Magid, and everything that we said, everything my father would say, you know, about, about uh, about Kriyas Yamsev. She would say, you know, she would give the National Geographic perspective on why Kriyas Yamsev could happen in a not miraculous way, and Dom also, she had a uh, you know on Shabbat, on Tishah, a natural explanation for every one of the esher every part of Yitzchus Mitzrayim. She was mamish, and my father was livid. My father was mamish, going crazy, and you know, it's polite it's a guest, but uh, people deny. People say there. Is, I don't believe in its Mitzrayim. I don't believe in the esher I can explain away one makkah after another. I can explain the the Kriyas Yom stuff. I can explain all the things that happened in a very natural way. I don't want to believe. I want to deny the truth about Hashoka Bratis. And the Rosh says to those people that if you don't believe in Hashem, you cannot claim that you believe in Hashem Lekecha either. You have to take both of them together. It's... A package deal. You can't say, I believe in God, I just don't believe that He is observing me. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't like this eye in the sky notion. I believe, you know, He lets us do what we want and we're free. Says, there's a God. I believe there's a Creator. I just don't believe in Ashkachaprad. It's like, I, I don't, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like that. You cannot claim. To believe in God unless you believe that and then the rush continues and he says This is the one thing that Yidden have our treasure that we have, that we lay claim to, that the Gaiim, the al do not. They deny Ashkarka Pratis, we believe in it. And this is the site of the whole practice <laughs> Together with Anaych Hashem after like you must add Say Sikha Me'ereth Mitzrayim. That is the linchpin which holds Yiddishkeit together. It's the whole Taira. There is a God, there's a Bayre, but there's also a Manib. And it's the same being. And if you take them together, then you have a Yichud Shalem. And if you only want to take one without the other, you don't have anything. And so I think that it's very gishmak that the first time that the mem Sofis appears in a is, is, asher it says, Sicha Mitzrayim. Could you have a better edus to the word Mitzrayim, to the concept of asher it says, Sicha Amereth that I am the mashkiach prati. I run the world. And then you see in that word Mitzrayim, Mizel, You see the mem floating, showing that the Rabbanu Shlomo Tzakeh is. There's no denying that there's hashgacha pratis if you could see that mem floating in midair. Goyim, they don't believe this, but this is what makes a yid a yid. Where's the first samach in the Luchas? There's only two samachs, I think, in the whole Asheres Adibros. But the first samach is. Don't make yourself a graven image. Don't make yourself a carved out Abhidhazara. don't make those. Don't follow the diamond. Don't make an a Don't make something that's carved out. Because it's a joke. You're worshipping stone. You're worshipping something that has no chiyas. There's no hashkaka pratias with an heaven. Dovrinamel says, In Naim Lam La Yru, Az Nayam Lam La Yazino, Aplam La Yurichon, Yidam La Yemishon, Aglayam Lo Yalechon, Lo Yagubagrainam, they have. You could go to the museums of the world and see great sculptures and great deities. And you can go to Greece and see all of the Abedazars that they used to worship. Strong men, good physiques, handsome faces. But they have no power. Is there anything to these stones? Is there? They have eyes carved out, but the eyes can't see. It's no power of sight even. They can't hear with their beautiful ears. They can't walk with their strong muscular legs and with their huge bulging muscled arms. They can't move. They can't feel. So what's it worth? David Aml says, and here. I say, and the people." that made these Abhay should be just like the Abhay They should have the same fate. <laughs> they should also not be able to see or hear or walk or talk. That's what they deserve. Don't believe in Abhay The rabbinu is the Mashiach Prati on the world. There's no emtsayim. The rabbinu shalai runs the world. There's no need for these false gods, idols, a Pesachim, what are you running after a Pesel? Look at the Samach and the Lukhais and see that I'm here. There's no need for a Pesel. You have a Rabbi Nishraim who's here in the world. There's no need for him This separation between a Yid and a Day is this Samach and the Luchais. To understand, you Geyim, you believe that there's a Pesel that has power to it. It has no power. It's dead. But look in the word Pesel itself and you'll see life. You'll see an Kim chayim. You'll see that the Rebbeinu has the ability to yes control everything in the world. He is not a diamond, afro lapume like the Gaon's, but it's a it's a it's a living God who's a mashiyach prati. He's here right now with us right here. He's running everything in the room. He's running everything in the universe. The samach shebeluchayz teaches us that. So what happens? Moshe Rabbeinu comes down with the Luchais in this week's parsha and sees the Yidin being Could there be a, a worse desecration? Pishas that he's bringing down the Luchas aedus. that's talking about the I showed you with your own eyes, this isn't a thousand years later, this is with your own eyes you just saw 40 days ago you just saw Yitzchak Metzrayim with your own eyes, and now you're already denying. You're building up a You're building up a And so, Moshe Rabbeinu makes a Kalvachemer. The Gemara says the Kalvachemer goes something like this: When he decided to break the Luchas and he had Hashem's permission to do it, he says like this: Madach pesach, a carbon pesach. Carbon Pesach, it says, if you are a non believer, you are not allowed to eat the carbon Pesach. So a carbon Pesach is something that you're not allowed to eat if you're not a believer. And here I'm holding the whole Torah. The Luchas represent the whole Torah. It's an edus on the whole Torah. Every one of the Dibris, every one of the Aser's Dibris represents. Many, many dozens of mitzvahs in the Torah. These are Yisraelites of the whole Torah mitzvahs are contained in the 10 luchas, in the 10 Debris rather. The whole Torah is in my hands and I see a bunch of people saying, uh, what they should be entitled to, they're not allowed to eat a carbon Pesach of their deniers. And they should be allowed to be entitled to, a, to, to the Kolatair kula, their Bnei Necha. And he went and he smashed the Luchas and Tysis has a little bit of a problem with the Kawakimer. El- he says it's not a Kawakimer el- Gmur. It's not there's a faulty basis of the Kawakimer. El- you have to see the Tisus there in, in Shabbos. But what is the Kawakimer? El- the Kawakimer el- is from Pesach. What? Punk Pesach. Where did he get Pesach from? And I believe the shot is because the Vard of Pesach is pesach. Represents the fact that we believe in Ashkav We saw with our own eyes We're believers. We believe in Anoychi Hashem Malachach Hashem. That's what Pesach is all about. It's Yisaides for the Munah and Bita'chim in the Rabban Shalom. And if you're a Ben Necha of course, you're not entitled to eating of that carbon peizo. So this is only for members only. If you believe in what the carbon pesach symbolizes, so fine. Otherwise, you can't eat the carbon pesach. You don't believe in Hashem? Say, How can you eat the carbon pesach? So, if that's true for pesach, so that's the Luchas. The Luchas is the same vart. The Luchas is the embodiment of Hashem like Say, It's the man. the Samach Shebeluches, the if they don't, if a Ben Neche is not allowed to eat a carbon Pesach, they have no sheiches for the Luches either, because the Lukhais represent whatever the carbon Pesach represents, the union of Ashkakha Pratis, of going against Tavayi Zorah, like it's ridiculous. There's a Mashkakha Pratis in the world, it's the Don't follow the Goyim or, or believe that there is an Ashkakha Pratis. There is Ashkakha Pratis. Pesach symbolizes that. The Luchais is that symbolism. The Luchais, the Mem and the Samach, is the same vart. And if Pesach, the same thing is true by the whole Luchais. And he decided that it would be better to break the Luchais rather than to give it to Bnei Necha. Now let's go back to our Medrash in Esther Abba that we started with. In Esther Abba we learned... That Esther says sends to Mordechai mazav of and she asks Shema Kafru Beluchais. Maybe they're denying the Luchais, in which it says Mizel Mizaim K'suvim How could they deny the Luchais? Don't they know? Don't they remember the side of the Luchais, the Luchais Aidos, the Mem in the Samach Mizel Mizaim K'suvim that we learn the Mem and the Samach Beluchais Pnei them? Don't they understand the side? Of the Luchais, how is it Shaiyaf that they should do the things that they're accused of? What did they do wrong? The at that time, the Gemara says, Chazal tell us what they did wrong to to deserve Kalio. Either they were Nenem Yisudas Achashverish, or they were Oved Aved They bowed down their Mestachav Litzelim, the Tzelim of the They bowed down to it. And the Gemara says they didn't really mean it, it wasn't really, they didn't really want to be Avadah, they did it Miira, but still they were they were blamed for being Abr Abi you're not making your efforts for this, you're going and bowing down willingly to an Abidazara. That's why they were Chayat Khalya and Esther couldn't understand. Mazavya al Ma'zah, what in the world is going on? How is it shayat for Khalya to forget and to be Kaifer in the Luchais? The Luchas, the Nemnissamach Mizel Mizem Ksuvim. The luchas which teaches you the Esaitas of Ashkachapratius, of Asherah Sisicham Erish Mizraim. And they go and they eat by, by Achashverish a Suda, their nana from the Suda of that, of that Russia who made a Suda to celebrate the fact that the 70 years of Golos Padel is over and HaKadosh Baruch who didn't rescue us yet. It must be HaKadosh Baruch Hu is no longer interested in us. Don't they know? that the Rebbeinah Shalom is always interested in us, that he always cares about us, he took us out of Mitzrayim. And how could they be? Don't they know, like, don't they realize the of that's for Goyim. A Yid believes that we don't need him, so we have a living God that's for real, who watches us, who cares for us, who loves us. What is going, what are they running after of for? And what was Mordechai's response? Mordechai sends back to her. <laughs> Lech Emerloi, the Pesach says, asher He told her everything that happened, and Chazal tell us, ben The grandson of Karo, who is Karo? Karo is Amalek. Asher Haman comes, he's coming up on Kalyasrael. He injected his stethos into Kalyasrael. Here is Asher is the mikra. Everything is coincidence, everything is nature. Don't give me God, don't give me divine providence. I don't like that word, I don't believe in that stuff. Asher everything is fine. Nature's running its course. There's no messages in nature. Don't take any lessons from anything. Don't don't take any muster from anything. It's ilam kimenhaga hailech. There's an earthquake. There's global warming. There's tsunamis. Also global warming. Everything is nature. Shouldn't take any muster. Don't take any don't take any lessons from any anything that we see around us. There's no ashkacha praptis. That's the lesson of Hamam. That is called. You know why? They denying, they're denying Mizel, and Mtsuvim, they're denying Ashdachah because they're inundated by Haman. Haman is brainwashing them to believe that everything is mikra, And that's what's causing them to forget and to misunderstand all of the lessons that we know so well from the Luchais. They're denying it because they were bombarded by the lessons of Karol, of Haman. Asher Karcha Baderach, who came badereh Mikrah. His attack was always, Mikra, Mikra, Mikra. It's coincidence. It's no, Rubinashayim, don't bring me God. It's all coincidence. And so what did they do? How did they go against Haman? How were they able to go and attack Haman? Le'ech, Kal-Yiud, Fast me. What is a fast? The Ramam says in Fasts are coming to give you a musr to teach you a lesson, that when you see perform, stars yourself. don't say that it's mikra. Don't say that it's just in <clears throat> that it's just mikra, it's just coincidence, it's nature, it doesn't mean anything. And if you do think that way, says the ram that's gerach you're being cruel, because it's just going to get worse, the stars will get worse, unless we do tshuva. And so we fasted them. And it's fascinating that the Gemara says, Vayavar Mardechai. And there were three day fast Yamim, and Shal Pasach One of the days of those tainus was Pesach We were denied that year the opportunity to eat Maxis to eat marer to engage in the whole oh, Machisah, Pesach, all the mitzvahs ayam and Pesach, because we're fasting. What's the symbolism? What's the import of that? Because we're telling the Yidden don't listen to Haman, don't listen to Amalek, you have to fast and know that there's of Pratis, it's not mikra, And you have to know that if you believe that things are mikra, then there's no Pesach. You have no right to celebrate Pesach. Because Pesach shows and called Necha If you don't believe in Ashkaka then don't believe in Pesach. You have no rushus. So Yisrael by being forced to fast on Pesach, was woken up to what they were doing wrong. That they believed in mikra, that they were Kaifer Beluchais and once again they were able. To come back to the state of Ka Yisrael Kaidim Achet, to be able to once again realize that there is Ashkar HaPratis, there is Asher Tse Tsicha Me'et that there is La'isashel HaPesel, and never to forget the lessons, the Lucha Yisrael Mizel Mizayim Khsuven. Not to get too Jushi, but at the end of the Megillah, it says, Vayas, Vayasvam amelach achashmeyresh, mas ala arets vi ayam. placed a tax, a mas, on all of his countries. And all the chazal asked what exactly, why that's important, and that's not for today. But I think that there might be a Remez over here. Vayasvam amelach achashmeyresh, mas ala arets. After the whole miracle, after the salvation of Purim, when we were saved because we were able to remember the lessons of the Luchais, of the Mem and the Samach of the Luchais, there was once again a Masala aretz. The lessons of the Mem and the Samach of the Luchais, Ashtacha Pratis, was once again placed all over the world. There was a cognizance again that there's Ashtacha Pratis on the world. There's a Masala aretz, And there's no other Yantif. Like Purim, that teaches us this lesson of Ashtachal Pratis. Look at the Megillah. The Megillah is a string, a pattern of one event after another event that seems to be unrelated. One political event, the killing of Ashti, the rising of Haman, the appointing of Esther, Bixen and Seresh, some people that you know tried to make an assassination attempt against the king. A lot of interesting facts, that you don't necessarily see or connect the dots until the end of the Megillah and then you see how everything was not the Darach Mikro and even though there might have not have been Nisan Gluyen there might not have been a Kriyas Yamsuf in Shushan but we were able to be Masig, the Inin of Ashkelcha without any doubt because we see at the end all the panorama a bird's eye view of the whole Megillah and we see how every event was related and necessary and relevant in the entire grand scheme of the Rabbeinu Shlom's master plan and so that is what the lessons of the Lucha Yisrael says and that is what the whole of Purim is to remember that there's a Rabbeinu Shlom and if you're saying to me well this is a Dabar pashit," you know, why are you telling me this? because it's not such a Dabar Pashat. there are many, many Yidin who do not really conform to this concept they don't believe it they would rather believe that the world does not have rabbi Shairam. It's much easier. I don't have to have a conscience when I want to do things that I want to do, when I want to follow my tayvis, I don't have to listen. I don't have to think. I don't have to have guilt. I'm able to believe that. I believe in God, but... And that's a very, very, very dangerous thing because it's not a yichachalim. The lesson of the Luchas is to teach us for all time, that the Rebbeinu controls everything. He's here. He is. He is dangling that mem and the samach at all times. It never falls. It's always in place. The Rebbeinu just like that mem and samach, is always in place. All the planets are in place. The sun is just so distant from the earth, so that if we be a little closer, we would we would burn it to death, and if we would be further, we'd be free frozen to death. Everything is suspended by the rabbinic word. And this is something that we have to mamish bim again and again and again. And so when we're entering the, the zone of Purim, which starts, as we spoke about last night, it starts on Purim Cotton, and this is a time for preparing ourselves for being mechin for the Purim Gadol. It behooves us, just like we spoke about last night, a lesson that we should start preparing for to accomplish on Purim. This is another important lesson to begin, to build up every single day. Build up a little bit more Amuna. Think about the Rabbinah Look for lessons about Shlach See the Rabbinah in everything that we do. Understand that there are no coincidences. Be observant. If a person is observant, they'll see the hand of the rabbinic shalom in everything. It's not shayek matu. It's just you need the eyes to be able to see clearly. And that is what Purim is all about, to be able to open up one's eyes and see how the rabbinic shalom is always manag the briya. And everything that happens, you open up a paper and you read about the turmoil in the Middle East and the domino effects of how one country after another country is rising up against the monarchs and creating a new government and a new existence and a new democracy perhaps and you wonder like what's going on and the answer is we don't know but one thing that we do know is that there is the hand of the Rabbanishoyim that's manipulating all of these pieces on the chessboard everything that's happening is because the Rabbanishoyim wants it now why he wants it how it's going to play out what his grand purpose is, that we don't know. You'd have to be a Navi to know that. We hope that these are moves that are being made, perhaps to bring about a, a more peaceful world, perhaps ushering in Mashiach mitzvah Hashem. We don't know, can't claim to know something that we don't know for sure. But one thing that we know is that the rabbinic shayom has a plan. Lataiva Lara, whatever it is, there's, the rabbinic is fully aware and fully involved and knows what's going to happen before it happens and is planning for every eventuality and knows exactly what the scheme of things are at all times. This is something that we don't always remember. We think sometimes the world is the world and the Gemara is the Gemara and the Rabbanishram is the Rabbanishram, but we don't know how to mix these things together. But you have to know that if you don't believe in Ashurat says, You have to take the Rabbeinu Sholem and not only believe that he exists and that he's the he's the Beirei, but also that he's the Manig. And that everything that happens in the world, if it's a national, international event, or even little old me, who just, every day, he wakes up in the morning and does his thing, every single thing, every step is planned. Everything that we do is observed, watched, guided, caressed by the love of Hashem, this is what we have to continuously hazard over, discuss with one another, speak about, believe in, observe, take notes. The bali Muslim says, make a little notebook of Ashrafu Pratyu's stories because we forget. We go, wow, it was amazing. I was going to get into a car accident, but this happened. Somebody hacked, and you know, or something. You know, crazy stories. Write it down because we forget these stories so quickly that something likes us to forget these things because otherwise, you know, we'll never really. Always remember that there's a rebbeinu shalom constantly. Write it down. Keep a notebook or or some log of every time you have a practice that happens because it's machazik the emunah. And if we can be our amuna and spread the amuna and talk to other people about the emuna, and Manty Kiyadaber the Hasidic says that my amuna gets strengthened the more I speak about it, talk about it. Don't be bashful. Speak about to other people. I, I had an amazing story. The Imam Shachal brought this. Tell people. Because all of these things are mechazek aramunah in the fact that not only is the Rebbein Shalom a Bayre, but he's mechav of the b'riah, he's a manig. Everything that happens is Baruch Hashem with the Ashachal Ha'al Yaina and in Mitzah Hashem we should be zayichet to only the surah's chayvis and have a wonderful Purim.